This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Michigan dam break. Get somewhere safe now. Virus rules eased in all 50 states. I think it's a sense of normalcy for everyone. Off the market. Talcum powder increases the risk of ovarian cancer. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in northern New Jersey with the CBS World News Roundup. A terrifying story is unfolding in central Michigan. I have never seen this. 60 years I've been here. Evacuate the area. 10,000 people have been forced from their homes in and around the city of Midland. Two dams gave way after days of heavy rain. For many families, it's a catastrophe. The insurance company said that they won't cover anything. This is all we have, and now there's no help whatsoever. Brad Kay is city manager in Midland. We've already exceeded the highest record level floods we ever had, and we are looking to continue probably about another four, as many as eight feet of water coming through our city within the next few hours. Coronavirus restrictions have been eased or lifted now in all 50 states. In some, COVID-19 cases are still rising. Here's CBS's Manuel Bajorquez. We've got a plexiglass. We taped up the floors. Retailers and salon owners in Miami are taking every precaution. Getting ready for the next client. As they prepare to reopen their doors for the first time in nearly two months under strict health and safety rules. In Connecticut, salon owners and hair care professionals protested Governor Ned Lamont's decision to keep them closed until June 1st. <laughs> While in Texas, child care facilities were allowed to reopen with limits like temperature checks and smaller classroom groups. I would say in the first three minutes, we got three or four calls. <laughs> and summer camps in several states, including Pennsylvania, Arizona, Texas and New York, reportedly say they're preparing to reopen later this year. We can keep children 
and our staff safe. Jay Jacobs operates six summer camps along the East Coast and says they're taking steps to bring campers back. Day two on the job for workers at the Ford plant in Chicago hit a rough patch when one person tested positive for the coronavirus. If one person gets in a hole, that would affect the person behind them. I just don't feel it's safe enough yet. Production stopped for a while as some people in close contact with that worker were taken off the job. The urgings to reopen the country have been coming for weeks from President Trump. CBS's Ben Tracy is at the White House. So we did the right thing, but now we have to get back to work. President Trump said he was right to shut down the country to prevent the spread of coronavirus, but said it's also now right to push states to open back up. We're opening up our country. We're opening it up very fast. President Trump is doubling down on his decision to take a daily dose of hydroxychloroquine, an anti-malaria drug not proven to prevent or treat coronavirus. I think it's worth it as a line of defense, and I'll stay on it for a little while longer. I'm just very curious myself. But his own vice president, Mike Pence, is not following Mr. Trump's lead. My physician has not recommended that. I wouldn't hesitate to take the counsel of my doctor. The CDC has quietly released its 60-page guidelines for reopening, first shelved by the White House. Brief recommendations came out. A federal judge in Texas says because of COVID-19 fears, any of the state's 16 million registered voters can cast a ballot by mail. Primary runoff elections are set for July. The state's attorney general will appeal the ruling. Joe Biden won Oregon's Democratic presidential primary. Johnson & Johnson says consumer habits have changed and there has been misunderstanding about its baby powder. So with demand drying up, it's stopping sales in the U.S. and Canada. CBS's Steve Futterman says the company has won and lost several court fights. It is a product that has been used for generations. Johnson's baby powder keeps anybody's baby smooth and fresh. In fact, it's possible your mother used Johnson's baby powder on you. But that's about to come to an end. The talc-based product will no longer be sold in North America. For decades, there have been accusations that it causes cancer. Two years ago, a jury awarded a group of women more than $4 billion. One of the plaintiffs, Tony Roberts. I developed some indigestion, and within a matter of a week or so, I was told I had ovarian cancer. Tony Roberts has since died. Johnson & Johnson has appealed the judgment and continues to defend its product. The birth rate in this country continues to fall. The CDC says there were the fewest number of newborns last year in the U.S. in 35 years. Experts say the pandemic and economic worry will likely push those numbers lower this year. Overseas, correspondent Vicki Barker tells us about the birth of the social bubble as people emerge from virus lockdowns. It's the halfway house between complete lockdown and no restrictions. In New Zealand and Belgium, social bubbles can be a maximum of four people, but it has to be the same four all the time. What could possibly go wrong? In Antwerp, Tamara's grandmother has ten children. Out of the ten children, then she needs to choose three of them to have the social bubble of four persons. Ouch. Definitely, there will be some family problems later after the COVID is uh, disappeared, I think. And psychotherapist Philippa Perry says prepare for bruised feelings. What if all your choices go, oh, I'm so sorry, they've got friends and relations that come before you? We may survive the pandemic, but will our egos survive bubbling? Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. CBS's Sam Litzinger tells us there was a time when a lot of socializing was done sitting in front of the radio. Celebrating a century of sound. Suppose you were a lonely farm kid in Iowa in the depths of the Great Depression. 
One day your family had scraped together enough money to buy something called a radio. The 1930s and 40s came to be known as radio's golden age. Listening to the radio became part of most Americans' daily lives, no matter where in the country they live. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Today's TV soap operas had their origins on radio. Oxidol's own Ma Perkins. Networks even created their own symphony orchestras. The most enduring element of radio's golden age is news. A listener in Idaho could tune in and hear what was happening in France. The Allied forces landed in France early this morning. The golden age began losing its glitter after World War II when television came onto the scene. But as listeners know, the pictures are always better on the radio. For CBS News and the National Press Club, I'm Sam Litzinger. In the midst of a pandemic, hundreds of first-generation college students are getting a helping hand. Here's CBS's Matt Piper. Moving to the U.S. with his family in 2003 with little to their name, trying to find a way to pay for college was not easy for Musadiq Budar. I have about 20000 left in loans from uh, undergrad at uh, George Washington University, and I had kind of just been making the minimum payments on those. But the now CBS News campaign reporter is joyous. I was shocked. He's one of 400 college grads who just had anonymous donors, supporters of the students rising above nonprofit, pay off his student loans. There are are people out there rooting for us. There are people who want us to succeed. Badar says he's going to pay it forward. Matt Piper, CBS News. NBA legend Magic Johnson's company is offering $100 million in loans to businesses owned by women and minorities who've been hurt by the virus shutdown. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.